see. All right. So, um, hi, and welcome to Think Again, pal. Uh, this is a radio show run by me, college student, fact collector, and general jokester. Trey Fontaine will read a story from either history, science, or a mystery to my guest, who will react to said story. That's a cue. <laughs> and I am the co-host, Madison, uh, she, they pronouns. Uh, chaotic queer, if you couldn't tell. You may know me if you've seen me around campus as the human with rainbow hair, although it's very faded now. Um, I'm rarely in on whatever is going to be happening on the podcast, so anything you hear out of my mouth, don't judge. It's just reactions. Um, I'll also do a little disclaimer for our show, because, um, you know, there may be some sensitive issues on occasion. So Some good old-fashioned sensitive issues. Jokes are not to offend people. They're just jokes. And any explicit content, it is what it is. If you don't like it, you don't have to listen. That's okay. Um, there will probably be strong language, as I may or may not have already done. I apologize if I did. But this is your warning now. You totally fucking did. <laughs> um... In the future, I don't know if there will be a lot on this episode, but there will probably be some violence and or, like, abuse references because of some of the stories we'll be talking about. Um, and yeah, there will definitely be some dark humor. So, if you're sensitive to any of that, pay attention to the disclaimer in the beginning of every episode. And or just tune into some music of your own. Um, but we'd love it if you stayed. So... With that being said, it's time to think again, pals. And that was by far the worst intro we have ever done. And everyone's judging me because I put a survey on Instagram about whether or not I should do music or not. And I didn't have enough time, you guys. So We'll make music for next time. Exactly. Maybe I'll write something. All right, now on to the story. All right. Sharks throughout history have been symbolized as adventurous and opportunistic. They have been known to travel hundreds, if not thousands of miles in their ever-present search for food or, for the horny ones, a mate. Some sharks have been known to cover a total of 50 miles a day simply swimming. Like, I don't know if you've done that before, Maddie, but, like, that's kind of impressive. I'm a swimmer, but big no thank. I could not do that much. I'm not a long-distance swimmer. <laughs> you just gotta keep paddling. It's like, oh my god! Where's the boat? So, yeah, um, uh, oh, I totally lost my spot. There it is. Um, they have been known to attack people in as shallow as one to five feet of water, but most commonly attack in ten to six feet. I, so, I think you're spreading some, uh, misrepresentation of sharks here. They're really pretty docile creatures, man. Really? Like, how many sharks do you have in your life? <laughs> I wish I had sharks in my life. <laughs> I just want to rub that sandpapery skin. Have you ever pet a shark, though? They actually, they're great. Yes, Maddie. I'm I'm not a child. I've been to the kiddie pools. I'm not the weirdo <laughs> that goes there and is like, kids, these things will bite you if you try rubbing the belly of them. So, there's that. Um, 
But uh, sharks spend... Oh, sorry, I keep losing my spot. Furthermore, sharks spend 50% of their life in water that is between 10 to 20 feet of water. So like half their life, they're in a spot where they can see both the, the top and the bottom of the ocean. Right, they're not like bottom dwellers, they're not... <laughs> they're digging in the sand. They're not bottoms. No. <laughs> oh, yes, we are college students, so there will be sex jokes occasionally. Sorry, family, if you're listening. Um, now, all of those who know that shark attacks are not common, you are correct. Fatal shark attacks are averaged about one to every two years. Uh, the same statistic for a black bear killing you. Which, like, if you don't know... I black have... bears are, like, the most docile of all the types of bears. They are very docile. In fact, like... Super sweet. Yeah. Little fluffy babies. <laughs> they will They will come and steal your food, though, so <laughs> lock your car doors. Um, in fact, you are far more likely to be killed by lightning or being crushed by a vending machine than being killed by a shark. So this isn't an episode of Jaws where you're going to be like, oh my god, no, I don't want to go into the water, but it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's all chill. It's all good. This is what we call a pregnant pause. So, uh, furthermore, you are far likely to be attacked if there is a sandbar or drop-off at the beach, and the statistic is increased if you swim alone at dawn or dusk. Interesting. So all the people that really like swimming when it's really pretty out on the water, do so at your own risk. Especially singles beware. <laughs> singles beware. If you see <laughs> sharks going after the lonely like people in life, they don't have anyone to go with. Right, they know no one's going to miss you, so they can take you out. <laughs> exactly. Oh, shit, sharks don't come after me. Uh, that said, in the 1900s, it was common knowledge and observed by the scientific community that, that sharks were not fatal to humans at all. Excuse me? You heard me right. Did I say me right? You heard me correctly. Let us let me repeat that, because that's a crazy goddamn sentence. That said, back in the 1900s, it is common knowledge and observed by the scientific community that sharks were not fatal to humans. I'm very curious how they got to that conclusion. Well, I'll tell you. The defining experiment that proved that sharks were not capable of inflicting harm to people was in 1891 when a millionaire hired fishermen to capture a shark and bring it to his home. One night at a party, he jumped into the pool where the shark was <laughs> kept in, and it swam away from him and stayed away whenever he got too close. And let's put this in human perspective, right? If a homeless person jumps into your fucking apartment, you're not going to get close to them. You're going to stay the fuck away. You want to know why? Because they have needles in places where there shouldn't be needles. And that's a fact. You can <laughs> at me at that. Anyway. <laughs> uh, during this time, all shark attacks were dismissed as boating accidents or as fishermen's tales. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so, like, you know... If Daryl on the dock is like, holy shit, my son got eaten today by a great white. <laughs> well, Daryl, come on. Obviously, he was hit by a boat. 
you dumbass. You anyway. You didn't see nothing, bitch. <laughs> you didn't see anything. Besides, this is science. This is science, okay? This is what actually happened. You know, a, a guy jumping into his pool yeah. as, like, a fucking millionaire or whatever, just chilling with a shark, that's so... That's a beautiful scientific study. You know, that they reminds... They controlled everything there. That could be called a dogfish. And if any people that are into science out there, that's a species of shark. I'm so sorry. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but this is where the story turns. In April of 1916, the Brooklyn Museum of Science had put out a bulletin informing any and all fishermen that scientists wanted to learn about sharks and their habits and that any who brought live sharks would be rewarded handsomely. As long as you keep them alive. Yeah, yeah. We don't take any dead sharks. No but could shark you... fin soup today. No. But could you, like, imagine? Like, scientists now give a shit. Bring us sharks. <laughs> like, that's that's the... I really want to be in a time where there is, like, a species of animal that we don't know anything about. That they just ask the general but populace they did, but to they just, just go catch some? Yeah. Yeah, we know nothing about this thing. It could be dangerous, but please, bring it to us. All right, so let's see here. Uh, you, this, is not a, this is not a shark. What do you mean? It has a hole in the top of its head. <laughs> no, that's just... That's what a shark makes. That's the sound a shark makes. <laughs> You're wearing your dolphin t-shirt. It's very apropos. <laughs> well, I, I ran out of ideas as soon as we came to, like, bits. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, Dr. Frederick Lucas said once about sharks, quote, One of the most common mistakes or statements of sharks is that, quote, The shark bit off the, the man's leg like a carrot. Certainly no shark caught in the ocean could perform such an act. They are extremely weak in the jaws. I remember my own disappointment at watching a shark struggle with a rotting seal and made a great effort to do the act. Gruesome. All right. Well, right. Like, it's a rotting seal. You did, like, when the shark probably bit into the seal, he's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to eat this. It's a little squishy. It's a little, like, sour. You get what I'm saying? Like, if you bite into an eight-day-old Subway sandwich, you're not going to be like, I'm going to eat this quickly. It certainly isn't crunchy like a carrot. It isn't I'm crunchy not. like a carrot. <laughs> fam is really, fam is really gonna struggle to just chomp that off if it's like falling apart. <laughs> oh, that was pretty. That was pretty like a carrot. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Okay. Focus. On July first of nineteen sixteen, Charles Epting Vassant. No, Vincent, there we go, was vacationing with his family from Philadelphia. I have dyslexia, so fuck off all of you. Where they all stayed at the Eagle Side Hotel. I can read that. One evening before dinner, he and the family dog were playing by the shore making a loud ruckus and was very gleeful uh, enjoying the time with the dog. When, <laughs> sorry, out of context, that could be terrible. When oh, Charles no. threw it too far... For the dog's comfort, he began to wade out into the ocean, and people just thought it was normal when the dog kind of started barking and he was kind of screaming. But when he really began screaming for dear life, everyone on shore thought he was still playing with the dog still. Oh, dear. So, like, I want you to picture this, Maddie, right? We're on the Willamette, and there's, we have plenty of dogs. I'm in rowing, by the way, so I know this. There are plenty of dogs on the river. Rowan gives you knowledge of dogs, guys. Yeah. You've heard it here first. You've heard it here first. No cap. Anyway. 
<laughs> so anyway, there is someone throws in like a stick into the water. And then I'm thinking to myself, man, this guy is playing with his dog. And when he starts going like, oh my god, hi, husky, husky, husky. <laughs> I still think he's playing with the dog. Like, because, you know, hearing someone scream, I'm dying. And, that, and, that's never a red flag. No, no. It's like when you're tickling someone and then they start laughing so hard that they actually, like, cannot stop laughing. They say they're dying, but they're not. <laughs> So, comically, it was reported that someone even said, hey, why is the dog here? Someone was asking why there's a dog on the beach? No, no, no. They're asking, like, why is the dog here when people are still playing with the dog in the water? They're confused because he's still playing with the dog in the ocean, Maddie. All right. But the dog is on shore. There's two of the same dog. It's fine. Wait. However, as he continued... Did, did the man just have, like, two identical dogs or something? No, 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 no. I'm going for a bit here, but it didn't land with you. Basically, the, like, it was reported that when people were doubting if it was actually a dog out there, the dog was on shore. Oh, okay. And so someone asked, hey, why is the dog here? So people are idiots. In conclusion, humans dumb. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, comic, or, no, I already read that. However, as he continued screaming, people realized something was terribly wrong. His sister says, quote, Everyone was horrified to see my brother splashing about in the water like he was fighting a monster beneath the surface. He fought desperately, and as we drew closer, we saw a, and I'm, like, using a different word because they use something completely different, sickening amount of blood. One of Charles's friends said, I saw a large shark still biting him. He was swimming in a pool of blood. When we got onto the beach, his leg was badly injured and his leg was spewing blood like a fountain. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, there is a gore uh, disclaimer. I'm sure I said something along the lines of violence and others. Yeah. Well, this is, this is different than violence, right? <laughs> Welcome to a fountain of blood. <laughs> yes. On uh, today's ASMR, we're going to be listening to Fountain of Blood. <laughs> drip, 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 drip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sophie's dying over there. We have someone else in the studio with us, folks. She's um, our editor. She's great. Yeah, she's wonderful. One of oh, so, the lifeguard who helped Charles's friend said that that. Well, said that as they dragged him to the shore, he saw a fin following them through the water. So not ominous. You know, yeah. the shark's letting you know that he's there. He's like, hey, guys, can I help? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, shark, Sharky just wants the rest of his food. You're stealing it from him, bro. I mean, like, I did this at parties. Like, I would just follow adults around, and I'm like, hey, can I help? <laughs> then, of course, I also, like, smiled with all my razor-sharp teeth and my fin on the back of my oh. head. So... Gotta, gotta be one of those kids that just wears a costume around all the time. Exactly. That'll, that'll get your favor with everyone. This is, this is exactly how it went. Alright. The shark... Okay, so this is actually, like... This is actually the warning, because we're gonna get deep. The shark had stripped all the flesh off his upper thigh, exposing bone and sinews. Charles died on the manager's desk at 6.45 at the motel. Alright. Yeah. I love that they recorded exactly, like, when. And the fact that he was on the manager's desk, specifically. They were about to film a porno. Oh, no! <laughs> um, uh, so, 
This is the first ever recorded shark attack that proved fatal on the eastern seaboard of the United States. So that's history, Mads. Mans got famous for that. Yeah. He should be thanking the shark. Guinness World Records, hello, because this... Because of this, I, Sophie, why didn't we pick up on that? It says because this. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Besides this, the New York Times dismissed it as a fake, and the New Jersey paper put the story as on page 18 and only called it a shark once. Otherwise, <laughs> you're fixing it now. <laughs> Editing in action. Otherwise, referring to the animal as a, quote, aggressive fish. Okay. Aggressive fish! Oh my god, I'm gonna call sharks that from now on. <laughs> oh, I love oh my, it. I'm getting attacked by an aggressive fish. What, like a, <laughs> a beta fish? No, like you, the thing with the fin, a dolphin. That's not a fish! <laughs> uh, but despite this event, the Jersey Shore remained open and kept open even after receiving many warnings from ship captains about seeing sights of large sharks off the Jersey coast. Are there any red flags that you're seeing, Maddie, because of this? Other than the ones that the fishermen are waving every time they come in from shore saying they've seen sharks? No, no, I'm sure it's fine. No, no, this is how we handled COVID. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the fish commissioner said, quote, I do not believe there is any reason why people should hesitate to swim at beaches in fear of man-eating fish. He doesn't call it a shark. He calls it a fish. <laughs> it's just an aggressive fish, guys. It's just, it's, it is like a giant sunfish trying to eat you. It's just an aggressive fish. Also, I'm sorry, did you say a fish commissioner? Yeah. That was a job. That was a job. Oh my god. Like, you could shorten that job to be confessioner. No. Just no. Move on, please! <laughs> Alright. The information in regards to sharks is indefinite, and I highly disregard the reports that Vasant Va Vas... Dyslexia we're calling it. Clutch. We're calling it V. V was attacked <laughs> by a shark. He was in the surf playing with a dog, and maybe a small shark drifted into the beach at high water and was marooned. What am I talking about, marooned? Marooned by the tide, being unable to move quickly and without food, he likely tried to attack the dog, but missed and hit the man. Ah, yes. Because fish, obviously... Blame it on the dog. Yeah, because... Blame it on the bitch. Because obviously... <laughs> Fish attack dogs all the time. You've heard it a million times, people. Right. A million times. <laughs> it was nearing Independence Day, and the city... Sorry, end quote. It was nearing Independence Day, and the city managers did not want to lose their number one tourist attraction, the beaches. Does this, like, remind you of anything at all? I'm getting hardcore flashbacks to Jaws right now. Yeah, you should. Okay, let's see. There we go. We kind of lost the computer there for half a second, but it's all good. We're back. Okay. Um, but miraculously, nothing happened. Nothing happened. All right. They got they got lucky. They got lucky on July 4th. They had plenty of tourists on the beach and no one got attacked. Right. The sharks knew not to attack America on July 4th. <laughs> Terrorists, take notes. <laughs> so, <clears throat> until July 6th. Literally two days after. When a bellboy named Birder from the Essex Hotel at Spring Lake, New Jersey, an Oak Ridge Reserve... 
in Opich, an ocean <laughs> resort town, was attacked when he was swimming 190 yards from the shore. He was bitten into and severed... Wait. He was bitten into and severed both legs and the abdomen. It is said that his screams were heard three blocks inland. Women on the shore told the lifeguards and... As they brought his mutilated body back to the shore, it was reported by the New York Times. <laughs> there, there obviously isn't any sexis sexism in America. We're just going to put that on the label right now. Because what you're about to hear is shocking that the progressive New York Times said this. Okay. That the New York Times said, quote, Women were panic-stricken and fainted as Bruder's mutilated body was brought ashore. Funnily enough, the doctors refused to see Bruder's body and wished to attend the many, many nauseous women who saw the entire scene play out later. <laughs> let's, so. just, let's just let's just ignore this poor guy who just got fucking chomped on and is probably bleeding out and maybe already like two seconds from death. But oh, oh wait, some, some bro, some pretty girls fainted over there. I think uh, I think we got something more important to do. Okay, ma'am, we're gonna check if you have a pregnancy. What? I'm, I'm single. Still, we need to check. I'm a lesbian. I thought you were American. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, <clears throat> where is it? Uh, by this time, the crowd of hundreds of people had gathered. And as he lay dying, he allegedly said, quote, The shark was a big gray fellow and as rough as a sandpaper. I didn't see him until he cut me first uh, cut me the first time. He cut me here on the side and his belly was so rough it bruised my face and arms that I yelled the first time. He snipped my left leg there and then turned, then shot back at me. That time I thought he had gone on, but he bit me just below the knee and yanked me clear under before he let go. I had hardly reached the surface when he came back at me again. That time he bit me in the side. An awful blow. He shook me as a terrier shakes a rat. But he let go while I was calling and then suddenly struck me again and this time he took off the other leg. He was a big fellow and is awfully hungry. I, I feel like I want to call BS on that because this dude should not have had enough air in his lungs to say all that right now. Well, there's obviously no fake news. No fake news. There's never. no fake news. No. And this is, this is factual. But I honestly do think maybe he kind of just said like, Fuck, I'm dying here! <laughs> And then they're like, okay, let's spice this up a little. <laughs> or Fam was in shock just enough that he just was ignoring everything else. And he was like, yo, I gotta tell you this story. You gotta hear what happened to me out there. You gotta know. You gotta feel my pain. I just, I just got a text from my grandfather that says sharks are fish. Gramps, I know that. <laughs> I want to let you know that I, I am aware that sharks are fish. <laughs> That's why we're highlighting it. And obviously dolphins are fish, too. Exactly. Clearly. They just breathe air. Uh, it was after this event that people began to fear sharks. Don't know why. They don't hurt people. Uh, the coroner who examined Brudner's body immediately began preparation for a hunting party for this one shark to put it down. So that's a badass coroner. Like, <laughs> that's the next role Arnold Schwarzenegger needs to play. <laughs> Only, da, only da, if the da, coroner da. himself was the one going out to search for the shark. Exactly, exactly. All right, so <clears throat> let's see. Put it down. However, Dr. John T. Nichols, a... Grandpa, I know you're going to hate me for this, but I cannot pronounce this word. An ichthyologist, a fish expert, 
Ichthyologist. Go fuck yourself. From the American <laughs> Museum of Natural History dismissed the possibility of a shark killing brooder. He believed it was to be the handiwork of an orca whale, or most popularly, a killer whale. The New York Times reported from him, Mr. Nichols thought it was... Um, <laughs> I just got a text from my uncle. Guys, you need to stop texting me. You're distracting me on the air. <laughs> uh, let's see. Or try out the KLC stream chat feature. Exactly. Mr. Nichols thought there was as much reason to suppose it was a killer whale as to oppose it was a shark. And all the way until the 1960s was this theory thought that killer whales were actually man-eaters and only until the 1960s... We're going to start this sh fucking shit over again. Holy fuck. <laughs> It was until the 1960s that the theory of killer whales being man-eaters was put to rest by having it that it was a member of the dolphin family. I mean, killer uh, whales are still kind of vicious, though. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. I, I would I, I rather be around sharks than killer whales, if we're being honest. Yeah, like, killer whales are they're kind of fucked up. They're assholes! They kill whales. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? They, the brain cells. They actually do. The brain cells are leaving every time you speak. Okay. <laughs> well, Jesus. I, I don't want to make you autistic. <laughs> However, not. they were trying to find a pen in a bog. They did not... God, my writing is terrible. They did not find a shark, nor did they hear of any more shark attacks. And good night, America. That's the story. Until next time. The town of Matawan is seven miles inland from the ocean, but the estuary connecting the ocean to the Matawan River is brackish. You mean like just the fucking salt water where it mixes with the river? Yep. All right. Continue. But, okay. So, I don't know if anyone's an English professor here, but this is called foreshadowing. Anyway. English professors would be crying by now. <laughs> They're like, can't all of you see this? This is all written down. Literally, I typed this. On July 11th, um, on July 11th, 14-year-old... Why do they have to make old people's names so fucking complicated? Rensselaer... Sounds like a French bitch. It, he's not. He's from New Jersey. Carton, we're going to call him Carton, was swimming with his friends... When, uh, when during a 30-foot gap, he seriously began to feel pain across his side. And although he had heard of the rumors of shark attacks on the coast, he did not panic, but still got out of the water. He described the feeling as, quote, being rubbed with sandpaper. Sounds familiar. It sounds familiar, huh? Uh, and his side and chest was scratched and bloodied. Nothing too serious, though. You know, that happens, like, every Tuesday for me. Like, I guess I go rowing, I flip my boat, and I come out of the water, and I'm like, fuck, again, like the goddamn sandpaper rock. <laughs> and his side, oh, they were already there. The boys with him did not see anything in the water and continued swimming despite Carton being injured, and everything was calm, and there weren't any more issues that day. So, disaster avoided. Right? For now. For now. <laughs> However, the next day, 59-year-old fisherman Thomas Cottrell was taking a walk over a bridge when a dark shape in the river caught his eye. He noticed a tall gray fin breaking the surface of the water, and he estimated it was about 10 feet long or less. 
He had seen many sharks during his time fishing, and he rushed back to Matawan to find the town's barber slash sheriff, John Musaf. I love the fact that the sheriff is the frickin' barber. I'm sorry, continue. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. Like, they gotta give you the crew cut once you're in prison, though, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks, I've been I waiting to it. use that one all fucking week, Thanks, folks. I hate it. <laughs> all right, um... Where is it? Oh, it's all the way down here. The sheriff and many of the townspeople dismissed the idea as a tall tale and as a joke, since obviously fishermen are known to be pranksters. Um, <clears throat> sure, they knew this from the stories in the newspapers that sharks were no joke, but they were safe. They were 15 miles inland from the ocean. But that didn't stop Thomas. He got into his own motorboat and began driving down the river, warning every single person he came across about the shark he saw in the river. I mean, like... Totally valid. Th theoretically a nice thing to do. Yeah. Mance is making sure that other people are going to be at least a little more aware. Yeah. It's like the people on New York who are obviously telling people about the Bible and they get all the information. It's not a joke. Yet. Uh, we are now arriving to the story of Lester Stilwell, which is kind of what the whole point of this is about. He was about 11 years old and had plans that day to visit the river with his friends. Just a small child doing child things. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not anything like Call Me By Your Name. Oh, it was two o'clock. It was two o'clock. When he was dragged under the surface of the water, his friends say they saw the biggest, blackest fish. Oh, the again, biggest black. Okay. The fish. Yeah, they, they saw the fish shake Lester like a cat shakes a mouse. The fish was indeed a great white shark, which had traveled upstream 15 miles through brackish water and attacked Lester Stillwell, taking him under the muddy water. I feel like that's pretty uncommon for great whites, isn't it? It is really goddamn uncommon. And the fact that this is like the third ever shark attack to be re reported in River is astounding. I don't know. I the mean, odds no of wonder that. they thought it was bullshit because like sharks don't usually go up rivers, bro. They would have thought it was a bull shark. Oh my god. Okay. I mean, aren't bull sharks one of the ones that actually do go up river? Yeah. So that would work. That is also foreshadowing. <laughs> The boys who were swimming got the fuck out of there like a Trump supporter chasing gun rights rallies. Oh, boy. Uh, they were nude when they entered the town screaming at the top of their lungs, Shark! A shark got Lester! Uh, the town's best swimmers, Stanley Fisher and George Berlue. <laughs> I'm sorry, just can we appreciate the fact that historians reported this guy's name as fucking Stanley Fisher? If that isn't his name... Thank you, whoever found that out, because that's incredible coincidence, and I love it. I'm really hoping that is his real name, because that's just beautiful. <laughs> it is just beautiful. Uh, rushed into the riverbank along with the occupants of the town, but it was too late. They placed poles in the rivers and chicken wire to prevent the body from reaching the sea, <laughs> hoping that the body hadn't gone past them. Because here's my issue. That's, this is the one issue that I have with the entire story. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm sensing you got another text. I did I get another text. My is. grandmother said if a nurse had been there, like, Lester would have been fine. No, he wouldn't. A shark grabbed him. I'm pretty sure they did not know how to deal with that back then. No, nurses have the ability to, like, part the Red Sea and oh, literally yeah. stop sharks in their path. For sure. Yeah. 
And I'm sure I'm sure the kids running into town naked went over really well at that time too. Well, if it was naked women, like that'd be a crime. Sluts, <laughs> of course. But as soon as a man does it, he's just showing how beautiful he is at that young age. No time for a town stoning. We gotta go save a shark. Exactly. But no, like, back to that subject of the red flag. If you put down poles and chicken wires, and you don't know if the river, if the body is upstream or downstream, you only know it just happened there, then, like, tough shit, assholes. That body could be all the way down the river by that point. And you're just having poles... I don't... It just doesn't make sense to me. Then I mean, I, hopefully they were, like... They put them far enough downstream that it would still be upstream from there but you never know right yeah but then again we are dealing with people from new jersey (laughs) (laughs) i shouldn't laugh so much at that (laughs) to prevent the body from reaching the sea sounds like i've got some uh, unrecognized bias against new jerseyans in me (laughs) i mean i guess you're from washington there was eventually a lack of urgency and possible disbelief of whether a shark attack had happened but after an hour of searching berlu and the town wanted to leave the area like totally fucking fair yeah, we spent I'm, an I'm hour not, looking I'm for not, this kid. Yeah. I'm tired. Let's go home. I'm, Fuck your kid. Oh, wow. I just realized, Sophie, that you used the chat feature on here 25 minutes ago. Okay. Thank you, Miss Editor. <laughs> I'm sorry we didn't acknowledge you. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Um, <clears throat> right, leave the area. However... Fisher wanted to look a few more minutes. You know, he wanted to swim some more. Eventually, he did find the body. All right. He called over two fishermen to help him bring the body back, and as they drew Fisher closer, calling in the fishermen. Shouldn't have made you laugh so hard. <laughs> God damn it! Fisher, I have shit. Fishermen. <laughs> 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 Why does he come in? It's great. There's just a shark. He called over the two fishermen to help him bring the body back, and as they drew closer, he began panicking and shouted, "He's got me!" He was then dragged under the water and wrestled with the creature before he escaped to the shore, legless, and was dragged to the oh doctor's no. office. Legless. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we created a character all the way back then. A red water rises. That's for all the Lord of the Rings fan. Uh, at the doctor slash bagel's office. The doctor slash what? Yeah, the doctor was also a baker. Okay, okay. No, that's completely bullshit. I just wanted to see if you'd, like, believe it, you gullible son of a gun. He died at 8 <laughs> o'clock p.m. on the operating table from blood loss and shock. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. He had your legs fucking t- taken chomp, off. Chomp, Like, Vietnam vets have survived from that. Oh, no. Get off. Further down the creek and 30 minutes later near a local brickyard, Jerry... <laughs> this is... This is great. Our Han... Like, look at that shit. I'm not making that shit up. That's That says how we're done. Where am I looking? Help me out here. You're right there. Because I'm a little bit blind. Howerhan. 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 Hourhan? I don't even know. I don't know. It's it's a fucked up word. And Joseph Dunn and hey, Michael hey, hey, Dunn. Hey, that's some guy's name. You gotta, you gotta be a little nicer. He's fucking dead. Who gives a shit? <laughs> we're swimming in the river. Although they had heard just, of... Just... <laughs> 
don't fuck dead people. <laughs> Just don't do it. By the way, that's not legal in the United States. We'll do a subject on that another oh, day. Goodness. Although they if had heard... didn't know that was illegal, I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, although they had heard of the warning that Thomas had spread earlier that day, they did not heed this warning as they were a bunch of assholes. And they were aware, nor were they aware of the tax which took place earlier in the day exclusively with Wester. As something... Yeah, as they began to leave towards the dock, 12-year-old Joseph was still 10 feet from the dock when something fast and large brushed by him, scratching his skin. He turned back, and the shark had clamped down on his leg. Like, this fucking shark, man. This is like an 80s hero <laughs> from a movie. You know, the guy doesn't die. Or do I have it switched? No, it's the 80s villain. Movie villain. Sorry. Just keeps slipping away into the darkness. Exactly. And then he comes back. He's like Chucky. <laughs> uh, he turned... No, the shark's there. As it tried to pull him into deeper water, Jacob Leffers, a bystander, and Michael Dunn leapt into the water to assist Joseph. When they finally got to him out of the water and onto the pier, almost all the flesh on his left leg was ripped away. Fortunately for Joseph Dunn, the shark's jaws had neither crushed his bones nor torn an artery, and he survived the attack. Somebody was really like, you know, let's look at the bright side of this, fam. I know you just got attacked by a shark, but hey, you still have your leg. You know, your bones aren't broken. It could be worse. I mean, you lost 15 pounds faster than I ever have. <laughs> and we also have some shark pictures here, Maddie, if you want to look at that. All of you can go fuck yourselves. You can't see the photos. Beautiful, grainy black and white. Yep. Absolutely horrible. There's a woman holding a gun, so that's Alabama. <laughs> After this, men and women... At least it's a little progressive. <laughs> a little progressive. After this, men and women went up and down the river with guns looking for the shark, along with throwing sticks of dynamite into the river. Oh my god, I just love the image of people throwing dynamite and, like, shooting into the water. <laughs> this is America! Da-da-da-da. Anyway... I don't know why I didn't the jump Cena. The modern reincarnation is just how we shoot fireworks off from the middle of rivers. <laughs> Into the river in an effort to kill this single shark. A telegraph was sent down to the estuary where a metal net was laced across the entrance to prevent this creature from escaping. Alas, nothing could stop the shark. As was proven when they lifted the net up and a giant hole had been made in the rungs of the net. <laughs> he said, fuck you and your net, I'm out. Literally, I'm a shark. You do not... I'm supposed to be harmless two years Nothing ago. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. <laughs> exactly. Um, now began the more ludicrous aspect of the story, catching a man-eating shark. Now, today it is illegal to catch sharks. Did not Sup know that, actually. Supposedly, China still loves their shark fin soup. Oh, no. Anyway, a panic had set in along the East Coast. Furthermore, Dr. Nichols, who had speculated that the culprit had been an orca whale, arrived at the creek of Matawan and interviewed the townspeople. All of them disproved his theory by making descriptions of sharks instead of, of a whale. Thank God. Is this fucker finally going to realize what an idiot he is? And funded a posse to find the whale. Oh, my God. I'm kidding, it says shark. Okay. He postulated that this was a single shark formulated the quote-unquote rogue shark theory. And I totally fucked that up. It's rogue shark, not rouge shark. In the most basic nutshell, it stated that a single shark had caused all this chaos, resulting in the possibility of more unnecessary deaths if the shark had not been killed. So he's still thinking, like, yo, it's just this one shark. Like, this, this... This shark, he's just got a little bit 
attitude problem. You know, all the others are fine. Yeah, this is like a... We're still, we're still chilling. This Sharks is like, are still nice. This is like Hannibal Lecter the fish. <laughs> Fam just got some anger issues. We'll take him to therapy. It'll all be good. Exactly. And then, he's a great shark. I'm still friends with the shark. Like, I shouldn't. It's not professional, but I'm still friends. I promise he's friends. really nice once you get to know him. <laughs> <laughs> like, that card's against humanity. All right. Um, in 1933, an Australian scientist by the name of Sir Victor Koss... Okay, that says Coppelson, and no one can tell me that that doesn't say Coppelson. Proved this theory to be true through behavioral psychology. In his own words, quote, and the evidence appears to prove it to the hilt, like man-eating tiger, a killer which, which having experienced the deadly game sport of killing or mauling a human, does in search of similar game. The theory is supported by the pattern and frequency of many attacks by predatory animals. The inhabitants of Mattawan Creek stressed that the shark was nine feet long when Nichols interviewed the witnesses. This, or sorry, as this anti-shark posse began its journey more and more, People all over New England began following them to find the shark and kill it. The fucking shark trials are on. We had the witch trials, and now it's the sequel. Wild shark chase. Wild shark chase. An estimated 75% of participation of beaches dropped during this period. Also driven by greed, merchants began funding people to find and kill the sharks so some towns could begin opening up their beaches again. They also began offering bounties to pay any fishermen who killed any sharks. Oh, hey now. We don't need a shark genocide here. I don't know. We genocide people every day, so... That's what America does best, baby. Yeah, we we don't give a shit. Comically enough, there was a petition for having the National Guard, Coast Guard, and the Navy eradicate all sharks on the East Coast. And though it was too much of an impracticality, it received a lot of traction and a total of 5,000 people began funding to give the military money. The military already has enough money. Fuck off. <laughs> Instead, we arrive to our two unlikely heroes to hunt the shark. Meet Michael Schleisner. And okay. I'm going to butcher that name every time. Sit down at me. And John Murphy. Michael Schleisner was a retired lion tamer and a big game hunter and a taxidermist at 40 years old. He, you know, the big three. It's like a football player, baseball player, and a masseuse. Right. There you go. Um, while his counterpart was significantly younger, John Murphy, a laborer for a steamship company, and lacked any experience in hunting of any kind of animal, he was by far more than ecstatic to find the shark with his friend. You know, just just guys being pals, they're going to go on a little shark hunt. Yeah. I, you know, my dealer has a lot of sharks. <laughs> on the 14th of July, they loaded up their motorboat and prepared for the most engaging hunt of their lives. Michael noticed there was a single missing paddle on the dock, and before they left, he decided to bring it, uh, saying that, quote, it'll come in handy later. All right. That's foreshadowing. After traveling down... It's not foreshadowing if it's in their real life, though. I'd imagine, like, being that guy, just, like, picking up that paddle. It'll be handy later. Little did he know. I'm going to spank you with that later. After traveling down the Staten Island... They submerged a six-foot net and dragged it through the water. So, like, they submerged a bunch of me in a row. And they just pulled that behind their motorboat. Because that's how you catch a shark. 
Yeah, just some just some dip net fishing. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. After about an hour, the engine stalled and the boat stopped. <laughs> Rather, they noticed that the engine was not making the boat move forward anymore, despite it still running. Okay. Okay, I okay. think I see where this is going. Okay, they looked behind them and saw the impossible. A giant shark had been caught in their net and was so strong that it was dragging their eight-foot boat backwards through the water. Yo, somebody give this shark a medal. <laughs> Fam is really doing the most out here. He should go into the Special Olympics. <laughs> like, the, could you imagine Animal Olympics? I'm pretty sure that's a thing somewhere. On NBC's Animal Olympics. I'll vote for the shark. I'll vote for the shark. Of course you would. It's fucking American. They recall that this shark was moving so fast that the bow of their boat was in the air and the stern was taking on water quickly. Does this still remind you of anything? Yeah, just 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 maybe. Like, do you want to do you want to tell the audience? I really hope that most people listening have seen Jaws. <laughs> I really really do. Like Maddie had never seen Jaws till I showed her a few days ago. And it was amazing. Unless you lied to me and you had seen it before. You know, we're still unsure about that. The ADHD really do be fucking with the memory. Right. Uh, Murphy tried to balance out the boat and climbed onto the bow while Schleisner, go fuck yourself, began searching for a weapon. Sadly, they didn't have anything but fishing rods. Yeah, good luck fighting a shark with that. I mean, like, I've, I've done that. I've been on a fishing trip before. Like, the last fishing trip I was on. Like, we caught a shark. And we killed it with fishing poles. How dare you? <laughs> I mean, he was asking for it. He was staying around my boat. Yeah, uh, the shark came into my boat. I had to defend my territory. Yeah, exactly. He was interrupted as the shark leapt out of the water and slammed its head onto the stern of the boat, biting wildly, trying to eat them. Contrary to popular belief, sharks, especially great white sharks, will attack boats by ramming their blunt snout into the hull of any small boat. I don't understand why they do this. Natural selection is totally fucked. <laughs> I could have sworn that their nose was, like, the spot that you can, like, hit them and make them go away, but I guess not. I guess not. Sometimes they just say, fuck that nose weakness, we're going for yeah. it. In fact, this would not be proven until 1923 when four miners were fishing off the coast of South Wales in Australia when a shark ripped a gaping hole in the bottom of their boat, causing it to capsize. The shark ate one of the miners while the others watched. Then utilizing Chekhov's oar... Huh? Michael remembered the ore he had brought along. Desperately, he swung and threw all his power into killing the shark from blunt trauma. Oh my god! So the so OJ took a few lessons from this guy. <laughs> Any OJ fans out there, we love you. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe I made that joke. Uh, although the shark's power, it rocked the boat, preventing Michael from properly killing it and even cutting himself on the shark's skin once. Like, Jesus Christ, people, this isn't like heroin needles. Don't touch the shark, okay? Like, you can survive. Just don't touch the sh don't Don't touch the shark. Like Some aggressive tippity-tappying, man. Am I, am I crazy to not... I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Maybe, maybe some people just already had an appreciation for sharks. They were like, you know, mm -hmm. maybe maybe he can be our friend still. We, but, can, we can reform this creature. Right. But with the smell of blood in the air, da, 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 the creature became super sane and became more enraged and bloodthirsty, trying to get everything, 
using all of its power to kill the men. Only by pre-dumb luck, or sorry, pure, that's not pre, <laughs> pure, Lindsay, you can't interrupt me on the radio show, girl. Um, by pure dumb luck, did it stop moving from being dazed by the blow, and he continued to beat the shit out of this shark with the oar. Penis metaphor. They brought the carcass of the shark back to where they measured the creature with the help of the other dock workers. It was a great white shark totaling at 350 pounds and measured 8.5 feet long. Not so, bad. Not yeah. bad. I mean, he, he probably wouldn't win the measuring contest, but and by he's all, up there, I'm and, sure. And by all means, it matches the description of the man-eater from the Matawan Creek. What's even more frightening is that this was only a two-year-old shark. A baby. Mm-hmm. It was... And what's even more frightening is that great white sharks have known to grow to about 25 feet long. And the greatest great white ever was recorded to be 30, or sorry, 21 feet. Shit, it's not 25 feet. God damn it, dyslexia. 20 <laughs> feet long and the largest shark ever recorded was caught off the coast of Cuba, measuring 21 feet and weighed almost 7,328 pounds. Holy heck, them Cuban sharks just built different. Them thick sharks, you mean. Triple C thick. We'll get to that. Upon cutting open the belly, Michael found the remains of some flesh and bones within the stomach of the animal. No shit, it's a fucking animal. He presented the bones to Dr. Frederick Lucas of the American Museum of Natural History, in which he identified the bones as human bones. That's the surprise there. Yeah, that's that's where it gets surprising. Because sharks don't kill people. People kill sharks. <laughs> As many people come to look at the man-eating monster, they said it was terrifying and a demon set loose onto the world. So obviously Christianity was not prominent at this time. Uh, that was Christianity until... in America, never a thing. Never a thing. Blankets in America with smallpox, that's a thing. Until it was revealed to them that it was a two-year-old shark, one-fifteenth the ear of an average great white shark. They're really just out here killing babies. Yep. Now we come to the aftermath of shark attacks. People definitely began respecting sharks as actual threats and terrifying creatures of the ocean. I don't know. I really think we could just keep calling them aggressive fish. <laughs> I kind of want to still. That's <laughs> so fucking worth it. Furthermore, scientists began seriously trying to understand a few things. First, why did a great white shark go up a river? Second, was this single shark the actual culprit of these four attacks? Third, what other factors played into the shark's behavior? Right? So let me tell you something. Again, homeless theory. This is actually just a guy in a suit. It's like Bigfoot. <laughs> and everyone that loves Bigfoot is now going to immediately get off this <laughs> without the air. Uh, first, many argue that it was not a great white shark that committed these attacks, but rather it was a bull shark. Bull sharks are super fucking terrifying because they can grow to be about seven to eight feet long. Right? They fit the description. They have a knack to headbutt their prey to discombobulate them before attacking, matching Brewster's description. Furthermore, the main reason the shark is likely the candidate for this attack is that bull sharks have the ability to live in lakes, rivers, and the ocean. Yes, indeed they do. And that's terrifying. So next time anyone tries, you know, swimming in Vermont or Lake Michigan or whatever, just know... There could be a shark in there for you. 
<laughs> Whenever you're swimming in the lake and somebody's like, there's no sharks in lakes. You're like, oh, do I have some news for you, pal? Listen to this shit. <laughs> anyway. Think again, pal. Think again, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I really worked that in there. And uh, good night, everybody. That's our end of the puck. No. <laughs> um, both sharks have the ability. So I already said that. Now, I don't understand how other sharks have not been able to adapt this feature. Like, why hasn't natural selection allowed sharks to just go into rivers? Because natural selection is a chaotic bitch. You heard it first. Chaotic, or natural selection is lesbian. <laughs> um, now, um, here we go. It also explains the size, which we've already talked about. Now, great white sharks are a different type of old shark that cause a lot of damage. They are known to die as soon as they are, like, put and left in water. That is not salty water. Because, um, you know, they live in the damn ocean. Scientists, like, come on. You're going to put a shark in fresh water? I hate scientists. <laughs> hey, I mean, you got to learn things somehow. Right. <laughs> and sacrificing innocent creatures. <laughs> How does this, how does a nuclear bomb work? It hurts everybody. Well, we should test it out first. Uh, secondly, there has been a lot of other proof that sharks would have for, uh, partaken in these series of attacks because sharks actually do not go to things that are really, really splashy. They will do it if it's small enough, but if you're like a human and you're splashing near the surface of the water... Unless if this shark is just willing to take a gamble, it's probably not going to attack They're mostly you. like, fuck no, you noisy bitch. Get out of my water space. I'm getting out of here. Right. But, miraculously, as soon as this shark had finally killed the last person, the shark attack stopped. So, happy ending for humanity? Kinda. We kind of fucked them over. Shark killing became much more lucrative practice and was a good way to make a buck. In the Asian market, particularly China, shark fin soup is considered a delicacy and is considered illegal internationally. You can get put into a major, major prison for killing a shark. Yet, about, when, what was the uh, proportion? About a total of 10 million sharks are killed every year for these reasons. <laughs> only because of the fact that sharks taste good in soup. But every year, more and more sharks die because of pollution, a lack of primary food source due to global warming, and the changing of currents and climate conditions. Are... All I'm hearing is the sharks are really the victim here. They kind of really are. <laughs> but Fuck humanity, save the sharks. Mm -hmm. Furthermore... Shark attacks have inspired films such as Jaws, 42 meters down the shallows, and this story in particular. The rate of shark attack killings has increased around the globe by a total of 52% every year. That's the increase in humans killing sharks? Yes. Great, love it. So every year they're just like, we need more sharks. We need more fin soup. Now, we also get into the little bit of the X-rated podcast in the last five minutes here. So... Parents with children, please get them off now because we're going to talk about not nice things. <laughs> As if we haven't already. Yeah. But like, I mean, seriously. Get your kids the fuck out of here. Exactly. So, all right, I'm going to count down from five. That is five, four, three, two, one. Psych bitch, it's now. It's psych bitch, it's now. Anyway, in a basic 
Long story short, shark attacks have also inspired a new type of sexual fetish. Oh no. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> known as shark scaly porn. No. It is considered to be yep, yeah, let's fix that again. There we go. It is considered to be a really quote-unquote enthralling experience, especially by the porn community, as it is not strictly speaking furry, and it cannot be judged by the furry dogma. Beautiful. Beautiful. Furthermore, it is known that a increasing... <laughs> you're going to hate this. That from the original 4% of people that liked shark porn has now increased to about 48%. No! Why? <laughs> <laughs> and every year, I don't think people I buy more this. and more shark porn. <laughs> I don't need to know this. This does not need to take up space in This my is brain. why it's X-rated. Please have mercy. <laughs> Just throw me in the water and let one of the angry sharks kill me, please. No, sharks don't kill people. Anyway. They should. They should. Sharks so. should kill people. For this atrocity in particular, sharks right. need to take vengeance. But yeah, that's the shark attacks of 1916. Um, we took links from Wikipedia, unmuseum.org. I don't know why it's called unmuseum. Britannica. Um, um, I think maybe it's the UN Museum. Oh, maybe. Un-museum. Possibly, I could be wrong. Unmuseum sounds I'm just more guessing. Fun. Uh, <laughs> not a museum. Elasmaresearch.org. Uh, and Ma. Okay. Monmouthtimeline.org. So if you want to check Monmouth out. Because Monmouth was one of the areas where the sharks were, right? Oh, Matawan, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well. But yeah, but that's basically it. So sharks are kind of fucked up. But humans are more fucked up. Okay, that's that's a slightly accurate statement. Yes, exactly. So, like, you know, how do you feel about now that you've you've heard that story? You know, I appreciate the sharks. I don't appreciate your ending. <laughs> I just <laughs> unnecessary. Shark, shark attacks have inspired a new you? category of porn. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, not report on that? I mean, I get the feeling that the majority of it is not specifically shark attack related I get someone, the feeling... in the someone in the chat said oof <laughs> i get the feeling that most of it is not people being like eaten by sharks it's just like people wearing shark suits which is arguably worse in my opinion i'd rather i'd rather just see videos of people getting eaten by sharks I mean, that is a thing. You should go to Pornhub.com. No! No, I absolutely will not. Please thank you very much. Uh, okay, so, basically, yeah. So these shark attacks, four people had to die uh, to basically make it known that sharks kill people. Hello, and welcome to Sharks Are Real, and They Sometimes Hurt Us. With your host, Bruce the Shark. We're not just angry fish, okay? <laughs> sharks are friends. Sorry, the... sharks are food, not friends. No! <laughs> they, but... they really were just giving the sharks some fucking inferiority complex here, calling them angry fish. They really were. But, like, you know what Lester should be called? Shark bait. Ooh, ha, ha. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is a... <laughs> that is a Finding Nemo reference for all you children out there who stuck through the porn. Um, 
But yeah. Um, if you haven't seen Finding Nemo, you're probably too young to be here. Get out. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you're too young, Nikki. <laughs> Finding Nemo is the age benchmark for this podcast. Uh, but yeah, um, that's it. Um, if you want to listen to next week's subject, which is going to be a woozy and is probably not going to be too happy, but we will make lots of offensive jokes, uh, join us next week from 4 to 5 on Thursday again. All right. And we'll Thanks. be happy to see you all there. Have a good well, day. Well, we won't see you, but you'll hear us and that's good enough. You'll hear from us. We'll give you a call or something. <laughs> we'll find where you live. Exactly. We are sharks. <laughs> All right. Au revoir. Woo! That was awesome. I love that. Oh, we haven't finished recording. <laughs>